Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And how's it going, everyone? I'm your host, Will DeWitt, and I'm excited that you're joining us for this happy hour Friday edition of the CHGO Bears podcast as we conclude our countdown to camp. Well, Anyways, Nick, I'm as fine. we know, it's happy hour Friday. Uh, what is the drink of choice for you here today? Uh, I guess a drink of choice because it was my only option was uh, a Stella, the lone Stella in the fridge. I mean, it could be worse, but yeah, that's the drink of choice for today. What about you? I'm going with a small glass of rum punch today. Oh, it looked like it was blurred out for a second. Like, what is it's, there? Like, it's some the kind of background. There we go. Gotcha. Here we go. Technology. But yeah, some rum punch. I figured. I've been drinking some of the Kool-Aid throughout Countdown to Camp. We're talking oh. about Justin Fields. I couldn't think of a better episode to actually dip into some Kool-Aid, and I, I haven't drank a lot lately, as we all know. So if my words start going in weird orders, I'm sorry. <laughs> I warned you. We'll figure it out. Hey, it happens. It happens. And by the way, all, all good. By the, before we get started, thanks for trying to help me cop some of those shoes here today, those habanero red Bart Simpson Nikes, the Dunks. Didn't get them. I'm gonna have to get them on the secondary market, but that's okay. You you tried, and I appreciate it. Well, I just had gotten back from the gym, and I saw like a notification from sneakers. I'm like, all right, let me check this out. And usually, I don't want to do that because I might end up getting the shoe myself. But I saw them, like, oh, I know you wanted them, and I know Kevin Kaduct, our head of content, he was also looking at those shoes. And I think I was just a minute late for both of you guys because he didn't end up getting them either. So. Yeah, if you go in those secondary markets, so well, like those prices, StockX, no. wherever you get it from, whoo, crazy prices. They are, but it's okay because I've been wanting those. Those are exactly oh. it. I want those so bad. I will own them one day, and I'm going to wear those them to the studio, nice. and uh, it's going to be a time. I wear like a cowabunga, dudes. <laughs> they don't have a cow, man. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so here's a rundown of today's episode. That way you know what to expect. We're going to discuss the quarterbacks heading into camp. Obviously, our heavy focus is going to be on Justin. Uh, then we're also going to share a quick preview of the third phase, discuss some special teams, and then we'll wrap up the show, the week, count down to camp by making some season predictions for, well, both of those positional groups. And I'm excited to see exactly where Nick's mind is on Justin Fields and what kind of season is in store for him as we do some of those predictions later on. But Nick, are you ready to kind of jump right in both feet? Let's do it. Last countdown to camp episode of the week of the year. Let's get it done. Awesome. So I figured everyone's here to hear us talk about Justin. And usually I would stash him towards the end, but why not just reward people for being here? And let's talk about QB one, Justin Fields. And, you know, we haven't talked about him enough uh, throughout this off season. So here it is time for another discussion on a young quarterback entering his second season. And, you know, he didn't have the best number as a rookie. And obviously, and frankly, I don't care. We didn't expect him to take flight immediately. And especially in that offense, that was Nick. Can you say the line? Broken. Broken. That's that's the buzzword right now around that former Bears offense. And, you know, I can understand why people are frustrated when you look at his rookie season, perhaps from like a statistical standpoint, when you see other rookies like Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson and Davis Mills all throwing for more touchdowns and for more yards. But like I said, like I'm kind of throwing those numbers away from last season because, well, they're not great. I don't like looking at them and be like when I reflect on his rookie year. I think what's most important to me, perhaps to you, is just those flashes that we saw from him, those glimpses of greatness, because it's moments like those that make me look back on the season and go, hey, that's something that we can build on right there moving forward. So to kind of open up this conversation, Nick, what are some of those moments for you last year? I think about that comeback drive against the Steelers or some other great moments that he had as well. They kind of have you know you hanging your hat on, knowing that those are those moments, those flashes that we can have this new coaching staff, Luke Getze, build this offense around to have him do more of it. Yeah, I think the big thing, you obviously are going to go to Pittsburgh first because he showed everything you wanted to see out of a franchise quarterback, being calm, cool, and collective, you know, when the game's on the line, on the road. So that's definitely the traits you want to see. But even, like, the deep throws that he had against, like, the Detroit Lions, Will, where he's hitting Darnell Mooney on a vertical route down the right sideline, it's like, there's a deep ball that you see. 
Then against the 49ers, a run, like those are the big splash plays that we know Justin Fields is capable of and that you want to see more out of. And hopefully Luke Getze can create mismatches, can just put him in situations where, hey, Justin is able to make those more, those those types of, th- those types of throws, those types of plays more frequently. But those are the things that I look for in seeing how can Luke Getze work with this offensive line, the receiving core that he has, and the athlete that Justin Fields is and put him in position to make plays like that more consistently. Because if you could do that, and even in a 2022 season where there's not high expectations, you could still have a lot more flash plays consistently than we saw last season. So you mentioned a few things I want to follow up on. You talked about this receiving core, you know, Darnell Mooney, we know the talent that he has outside of him. Do you think this receiving core like could hold Justin back here in year two? Obviously, we've talked about it a lot on our podcast over the years where the expectation is for a great quarterback to be able to work with the talent he has, elevate the players around him. But we did preview the receivers yesterday, and obviously we said it was an interesting group, uh, an interesting conversation that we had in that preview. Do you think they could hold him back or will, or is it a non-issue for you? It's definitely not not a non-issue because when you look at the the group as a whole it is underwhelming i mean obviously we have high hopes for darnell mooney what he can do and what he's maybe poised to do this season but there are question marks and if you look at some of the other offenses in the league and the depth at wide receiver you feel more comfortable going to that situation than you would maybe with the bears current situation then you add in the line too so both those groups realistically can they hold justin fields back yeah, they definitely can because we talked about it. If Justin goes off that first read, right, which will be Darnell Mooney, and we said maybe that that second guy is Byron Pringle, maybe we still need to see Byron Pringle be that guy, that number two, even though we're projecting him to, in that spot right now. But to answer your question, yeah, realistically, they, that group definitely can hold him back. Yeah, but that's where that scheme and Luke Getze comes in, right? Because that's all they've been saying they being the Bears coaching staff all this offseason. Now, you've been in OTAs, so you've got to see more of this Bears offense than me and really anybody listening right now. What do you expect this offense to look like in order to cater to those strengths, overcome some of the deficiencies of the talent on the outside at receiver this season to allow Justin to take that year two jump that leap that next step because it's important for him to do so and i just want to know like in your opinion what would you expect that offense to look like yeah a couple of things here when i look at in terms of the wide receivers where they're lining up it's going to be a mix of you know just being at different positions on any given play so having some versatility in that moving guys around i think that makes it a little bit more difficult for a defense to key in on one guy the other thing do, that's going to happen, I already know it's going to be a big part of this offense, is rolling Justin Fields out. Whether that's on play actions, moving the pocket, getting him out in space. Whether that is to make a downfield pass, an intermediate pass, or to actually just use his legs and be a part of this run game, that is also going to be a big part of the Bears offense. So those are two areas I can already see. Once the Bears get going, and you know, week one against the 49ers, you should see that in this offense come week one. But those are things that we've seen glimpses of. And now even in training camp, I'm sure we'll see a little bit more of that. But those are the expectations for me to where I want to see in this Bears offense as the 2020 season kind of goes on here. No, I like it. And I, I think that makes a, a lot of sense to me as well. And we talked about some things that he is building on, what to expect from like this offense in general. But as we know, like the rookie season wasn't all rainbows and sunshines. And some of that was on him as well. It wasn't just yep. the system, wasn't just the scheme. So going from a rookie with the struggles that he had to a competent year two starter, what are some things that he needs to clean up outside ball security in the pocket? Because we can all say that one. That one's clear and obvious. But I want to look past that. What are some of those other elements of his game that he can kind of work on to kind of help himself succeed. Yeah, the big thing for me is I just want to see Justin Fields be decisive with his decisions. And this is a new offense. The timing's going to going to take some time to, you know, get in rhythm with these new receivers, with this, you know, this entire group that is going to be the Bears offense, but when he reads a defense and goes through the reads and just gets rid of the football, if you could do that at a quick pace, that's going to not that's going to save his offensive line but also himself 
from taking those hits that he took last season, especially with the quick game. We've heard Luke Getze talk about that's going to be also a a key component in this offense this season, those three-step drops. Anytime you're backing up an extra step in those three-step drops, you are leaving yourself susceptible to hits off the edges because that the tackles, they're, they're on a timing just with the quarterback. And if you break that timing, man, you are leading yourself to take some, some bad hits there. So I think that is one of the things that I want to see him be just a little bit better at, the processing speed. And I don't expect that to be a week one that's going to be perfected. It's a new offense, you guys. A whole bunch of new pieces. There's no way it's going to be where it is probably at the end of the season. But throughout the course of the year, that's when I want to see Justin Fields become better at. I want to see him get that ball out quick. I know they even changed like his front foot when he's in shotgun Mm -hmm. to kind of help that as well, but getting the ball out quick in this offense, we've heard it all off season long is going to be key. And so in order to do that, he has to be decisive, you know, pre-snap post-snap exactly where he's going with that football. If I had to just pick on a couple of things, number one, just general pocket awareness. Uh, There were times last year when he just didn't feel that pressure quick enough to evade it and, Obviously, it takes a while to get used to NFL speed and those defensive ends, those defensive tackles. Heck, linebackers, DBs coming off blitzes close way quicker in the NFL than they do over in the Big Ten. And it took him a while to kind of figure that out. He tried to escape a little bit too late at times. I want to see increased awareness in the pocket, understanding those surroundings and how to you know, be a little bit more elusive there as well. And then just general body protection, like so many shots that he took last year that just really make you hold your breath. And I want to see those get you know, limited this season because we don't want them taking these shots. We don't want to have either the two quarterbacks that we're going to talk about next have to take a snap here. And obviously one will make the team. We'll talk about that. But still, you don't really want your backup. We want Justin out here for 17, maybe plus games and showing serious progress throughout the year. Now, Nick, I want to know in training camp, like, what are you going to be watching out of for fields? You know, what are the signs that he's picking up the offense again? I ask you because you were there at OTAs. You have a good understanding of where he was like a month ago. So ideally, when we get to training camp next week, you're going to immediately be able to see some sort of positive jump between then and now. Yeah, I think even in OTAs, we saw like a very micro uh, version of what we're going to see in training camp consistently. But there were some turnovers, right? When Justin Fields was out there, when, you know, some of the other backup quarterbacks were out there, the defense was able to make some plays. Actually, I'm going to stop myself real quick because Jordan Grimes is here in the chat. Our old, uh, we go back to the Bears brothers and everything we did there. Jordan Grimes is a huge part of what we've we've come mm-hmm. as a brand and have been recognized. So Jordan, thanks for the, the, the donation there. And thanks for being here and listening to us talk about Justin Fields. I'm sure you're excited about the bears, uh, especially with training camp just around the corner, but you got anything? Will, real quick. Well, Jordan and I have been chatting it up lately as well. And he has oh. some big things happening in his life. You know, we went to his wedding a few years ago. Maybe yeah. you can figure out what maybe you know, the next chapter of a man's life after that one that I've, recently experienced so congratulations in a public atmosphere here jordan and uh, i see his question here wait so What's it's up? not divorce right no okay just checking, just checking. <laughs> it's a i want to get in on this question though i, I know Thank, i yeah, love this question. oh yes yeah so jordan is Coming a dad let's go uniform nerd is going to be the like the, the kind of way i'm going to put this he loves uniforms combinations and graphics in general and he wants to know like you know what alternate helmet would you like to see the bears release with which uniform because all these other teams, I'm sure he's talking about the Panthers and Bengals dropping these different helmets. Jets, yeah. Jets, yeah, like making them a little envious. And I agree. And we talked about it yesterday. I would love a Bears head on a helmet. And it could be with the regular home uniform. I don't care. But just give me that Bears head. And I'm wearing a gray version of it on my hat. But give me that yeah. orange guy plastered on a helmet. And I'd be a happy camper. How about you, Nick? Do you have any wishes or demands? I'm going to say demands when it comes to Bears helmets, unis. I'm kind of just looking through some pictures over on the good old Google to over to my left and other oh, Googles. I don't know. Yeah. The Googles. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but what it, does the orange helmet do anything for you guys? You is know, that... I was going to bring that up if you didn't, because yesterday when we kind of started to bring this up, people in the chat were like, what about an orange helmet? I don't know. I kind of am mm-hmm. going to say hard pass. I think it is a little weird. Like look at a lot. It, like, it's a lot. It's a lot. But Hey, it's different, especially worn like 
during like Halloween time, I see like the orange helmet with like the black face mask. Like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, and we have okay. some. Okay, okay, and a, okay, and a pumpkin, the like what, a jack lantern. What do you? Yeah, exactly. What are we talking about? <laughs> I do hey, like I the old sixties helmets with like the the gray face mask with the like the silvery gray sea. Like to me, that's always been a fun Hold on, retro 60s? one as well. I feel like that was in the seventies and early eighties too. Just so you're aware, did it? Did it? The gray, yeah, like the two bar. Oh, sorry, one. I didn't live through it like you. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> I'm going to save. Oh, man. Uh, so wait. So this. hold on. Alex with the double X here says uh, we need white on white uniforms. What about a white helmet? Now, that might be like if they go all white. White. Ooh, and then, yeah, you can do like some sort of like version of like the navy and orange stripes within it as well. Yeah, like, I think that might be pretty, pretty cool. Jordan's I think like, like banging his head like, no, <laughs> no. I just think that's clean, though. The white on white, you know, I mean. Of all yeah, the, I like the like uniform combo, this. like white on white, like. The yeah, wait, white hold on, Nick. What are you, where are you at? You want to? Is there a site I should be looking up here? I could, I could bring it up. Just I'm going to send it in uh, Slack real just, quick. Just send me the. Okay. Don't send me your awful picture off the internet. Just send me a link. Here we go. Here yes. it goes. This bum, is, bum, bum, this bum, makes bum, a lot bum. more sense. It's on fanatics here. Dark Onyx likes your orange helmets around Halloween. Idea, Nick. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here. Great minds think alike. Well, this is weird looking. Okay, oh boy! I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring this up. Give me a second here. Of course, yeah, they Dark wanna... So many great possibilities. There really are. Uh, so like many great possibilities. Yeah. Orange. Okay, let's see okay. about sharing this. Let's check this out. And by the way, this is just some random fanatics helmet mm -hmm. that you can buy. Yeah. Here we go. What? What do you guys think? What? How does that? How no. does that make you feel? Well, no. okay. I mean, for, well, first of all, Penn State. No. Uh, second of all that yeah. logo clearly is not what you would put on the helmet like you're just showing us a white helmet with some chicago bears world champions dumb sticker on it like that's not <laughs> okay. gonna be the helmet because no, a no we know they're not the world <laughs> champions guys they but, were uh, okay in 1967 or something uh i don't know will what do you think of this I mean, Nick knows I have the jacket with that exact logo on it. It doesn't say World Champs oh, or anything. Your but jacket's I like... clean. Yeah, thank you. But I like the bear with the ball. I don't know if I would throw it on the logo. Like yeah. It's like a logo for the helmet, but I like it. I don't think the one jersey either, though. It's just, it's just one of those that's probably better for graphic purposes and not yeah. uniform. Yeah, that's not... Come on, Nick. We're not putting that on a helmet. I'm getting rid of this thing right, right now. There goes my suggestion. $45. I, I, I mean... Are you saying you want that logo or are you were you just showing us like a white helmet look? A like, white what? helmet. That was the first white helmet that came okay, up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's fine. But like I thought you were sending me an orange one to be totally honest. Are you gonna send oh, me that one? Yeah, there's there's yeah, there's one on eBay. <laughs> look on there, but uh, I'm not a fan of it I, as I kind of look at it. Here, I think laugh, laugh out loud. Smoking Jay Cutler <laughs> on the Navy helmet. Sold. I'm in. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Love it. No notes. <laughs> So Nick, oh to... wait, hold on, wait, Noah. Oh my! How much Chicago colors for an alt uniform? Red stars and baby blue. Oh my God! I don't know if that works. I mm. love the colors. I'm a big fan of the flag, but oh boy, that might be a lot. I remember there was like a Khalil Mack alternate jersey. It was like that baby blue, but it was like a black too, and it was like it looked pretty badass. Not gonna lie, like they put the Chicago color scheme on there. Like, oh okay. I see what you're doing here. I kind of like this, but won't won't happen. Hmm. Okay, get back to your stuff. I'll get out of the way. <laughs> back to Justin. Justin Fields. Nick, the okay. uh, the question I think I asked you before, Jordan derailed the episode, Jordan, but I appreciate it. Great conversation on some uniforms. What do you want to see out of him in camp that shows you that he's grown from OTAs to now? You know, what I still want to see from him this season, that he's quick with his decisions, but also this is a great opportunity right now to test, not really to test, but to utilize that deep ball, right? Matt Eberflus talked about it this offseason, like the deep ball from Justin Fields, it looks good. And we've heard about and read about the just the connection between him and Darnell Mooney. We know Byron Pringle is a explosive playmaker as well. So seeing those attempts downfield, those shots downfield, that's what I want to see from, from Justin Fields in, in training camp, just testing the defense. Yes, obviously, when the defense gives you the underneath route, the check down, you take that. 
That's, you know, that's part of being a good quarterback. But if you see that there's an opportunity to stretch the field vertically and make those explosive plays, get in that habit. We already know he had that just at, at Ohio State. That Justin Fields was able to do that consistently. Let's see that consistently happen here in the NFL. That makes the Bears offense a completely different dynamic. Yeah, I, I like it as well. Some aggression. And if he can hit on a few of those passes in camp, builds that confidence, builds that chemistry with some of those speedier guys down the field that could translate into the regular season. I mean, may as well try it in practice before you do it out there on a game day, feel a little bit more confident making those throws and uh, can't have too much confidence as a quarterback. All right, quickly, tier two, I have Trevor Simeon, you know, Northwestern guy, 11 to three touchdown interception ratio last season, 29 career starts. I think he's a better fit for a backup than Nick Foles would have been. They like his experience working with, you know, Hall of, future Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Manning, Breeze. Is Trevor a quality backup in your eyes? You know, to me, I'll quantify this as saying a quality backup is someone that you would entrust in being an extra set of eyes and ears for Justin, plus a player you think could weather a storm if he had to play for a few games. Um, yes, yes. Well, the whole weathering the storm for a few games, I think, would be a little. Look, he's he's had to start before Trevor Simeon, right, and did that with the Saints and, um. He's ideally not the guy you want going, you know, in as your starter. I don't know uh, how confident you feel about that, but Trevor Simeon has been in this league for a long time now. He's already accepted that role as being Justin Fields' backup and being somebody that you can bounce ideas off of. The last time we got to speak to him, that's kind of what he was displaying to us. And I think he does, like you said, Will, fit what the Bears are trying to build here in this offense. So, I think, you know, when you actually look at the Bears' backup quarterbacks, like Andy Dalton, Nick Fult, like they've had decent backups, right? Yeah. And now Trevor Simeon, I would I would put him maybe like a step below, like those guys. Like I think those two were, were better quarterbacks overall. But still, I think for a number two quarterback, I think you could do a lot worse. You want to have your mind blown here on this show this eve afternoon? I do. All right, so he was drafted to the Broncos 2015, seventh round. Didn't, you know, he played one snap, I think it was a kneel down, okay? They win the Super Bowl that season with Manning. He comes back. He ends up being the starter in 2016. He threw for so many yards that if it was a Chicago Bears quarterback, it would be fifth all-time for a single season uh, passer mark in Chicago. 3,400 yards that season in Denver, which would have been fifth in Bears history. Which is such sad for the Bears, bar, but just saying, too. like, he is someone that, you know, he can produce. It's not, you know, an athlete's really at the position or anything of that nature, but he's fine and, like, he's quality mm -hmm. for a backup. But it's just nuts to think, like, if you tr copy and paste those stats into the Bears' history, it's literally the fifth best season ever for a Bears quarterback. That needs to change so fast, yes, Will. Like, that just needs to not be the mark where the Bears are at. And hopefully Justin Fields is the guy that just obliterates all these pathetic quarterback just stats that have been here for years and years. So hopefully that's the case, even this season. All right. So we're going down to, you know, from tier two, we'll jump down to tier four real quick. <laughs> Nathan Peterman, <laughs> I had to do it, uh, you know, for a career of 573 yards, three touchdowns, 12 interceptions, a 34 passer rating. No way no way he sticks around past camp, right? Like, is he here just to boost the confidence of this, of the DBs and just give them some freebies? Is there anything um, other than that? Like, why is no. he here? Tell me. I mean, he is definitely a camp arm for now, but I'm looking just at, you know, the quarterbacks at the Colts, you know, carry, they did carry three. Carson Wentz was on the reserve slash COVID list. So they did carry three quarterbacks. I don't know if that's what the bears are going to eventually do. And, you always got to consider think this too, Will. It's like Justin, you know, he did get injured last season. He was, he did put his body on the line out there. So if you're only going into a season with, with two, it's like it, it's, it makes it pretty murky. You just, you got to hope, especially given the offensive line, Will, maybe they're also considering that like, this ain't the best group. Are we going to only go with two guys? So uh, for the most part, yes. Camp arm, going to get the third stringers. Maybe some quality looks. That's what you hope. But yeah, not not someone. If you ever see a Nathan Peterman out there, just don't even turn on the TV. Nope. 
I won't tune into that game. Like no questions about it. I will, uh, I guess, understand the fate that awaits us and just we'll talk about it after. I don't even need to watch uh, a game with him under center. But yeah, you're right though about the injuries. And that's why I, earlier when we were talking about Justin, I said he needs to be able to kind of limit those mm-hmm. shots on his body and have that awareness, whether it's in the pocket, moving out of the pocket, you know, scrambling downfield, just get down, run out of bounds. Don't take the shots. We don't need that. Stay healthy because we need you on the next down, next game, next part of the season. What's up? I mean, please address this this comment on screen because the podcast listeners need to hear it. It's I think it's going to be the best comment of the stream. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> AGM love- saying, I'd rather have Dominique Robinson at QB <laughs> than J- Nathan Peterman. And I, I don't disagree. I don't either. He is. That's pretty funny. Yes. I'd rather have Jay Peterman from Seinfeld. But <laughs> oh, that's there we reference. go. Okay. I like it though. I appreciate the Seinfeld reference here and there. All right. Anything else on the QBs overall, Nick, before we move on? You know, one thing I just want to touch on Justin real quick. Well, to go back up all the way to tier one. Um, so I, I got an opportunity to work out with the chiropractor that Justin Fields works out with a little teaser here for a video that will come out on Monday. Um, Michael Risher is his name. And we worked out at the rehab lab. And as we're doing some of these exercises, uh, Michael was telling me that Fields is doing some of the, the workouts, the, 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 I guess, movement drills that Patrick Mahomes is doing and what he does with his trainer, Bobby Stroop. And it's with a 20 pound medicine ball that you're kind of throwing from your side off, you know, both on your knees, just throwing it all different directions. And what they do is they compare Justin Fields is where how his distance to Patrick Mahomes. So everything he's doing Justin wants to break and get that record. And that sort of goes to this one attribute that I think, you know, we haven't seen a lot in Bears quarterbacks is that that competitiveness. He has it on every and everything he does, whether it's a little workout like this. He was just um, at this uh, event called Elite Week uh, down in Texas where he's competing with the 65 other NFL players. He's constantly competing, and that's why even if the offense isn't what it want, what you want it to be ideally in 2022, it's that extra motivation, that competitiveness that he has that made you makes you feel confident in him and just the quarterback that the Bears currently have. So that, I thought that was really interesting when he told me that, like, yeah, Justin's trying to break everything that Patrick Mahomes does, and that's a good quarterback that you want to you know set the bar at. As long as he has the same aspirations for on the field achievements, I'm a happy camper. And I'm sure he does. Uh, And I'm sure he does. Like you said, super competitive person. And it's just going to continue to breed what I hope will be a great player, a great quarterback here in Chicago. We just have a little bit of ways between here and there. All right. Up next, we're going to talk about some bear special teams heading into training camp. But before we do, I just want to make sure you know that the best way that you can support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. If you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making a more than $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If any of you have any questions, email pointsbet.lchgo.com, and we will help you out. Your home for live and play betting just got even better. Seeing an edge in the game you're watching is your favorite team prime for a comeback. Don't just watch the game, bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. Fall along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now and use that promo code CHGO. What are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. Chicago sports fans, your home for the best Chicago sports coverage is partnering with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. Who could this be? It's FOCO, which you can secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around at FOCO, whether it's Bears, Cubs, White Sox, Blackhawks, Bulls. FOCO will have something for you, your kid, a friend, or a loved one. And if you're looking for new gear, especially with training camp literally next week, FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids with everything from bobbleheads to tank tops to swimsuits and to Crocs. FOCO has got you covered with the best Chicago merchandise of your favorite team. Head on over to foco.com 
or click the link below in the YouTube description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. All right. You're listening to the CHGO Bears podcast. It's happy hour Friday. Nick has a Stella. And I'm Boom. sipping on some rum punch as we continue through our countdown to camp. I'm going to just quickly answer this question from CBP Film, who says, if Justin wins the Super Bowl as a Bear, does that put him near even or past Michael Jordan? No. <laughs> How many does no. he need? Three? Does I believe help? seven would probably be the answer if Jordan has six. So Tom Brady level? He needs to be Tom Brady. Yeah. There, I mean, which, again, it's, if it's you look Michael at both Jordan. sports, Jordan, no. Brady, yeah. No. Just no. No. Just no. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> love this, the, the quick exit <laughs> after the fact. All right, Nick, special teams. Uh, you know, kicking, you know, Cairo Santos. We know what to expect from Santos' little helper. 56 of 62 since rejoining the team in 2020, including that 40 straight streak that he did have here, uh, which is so much fun uh, to kind of watch. Unfortunately, he had to end, but all good things do at one point or another. At punter, we got Trenton Gill, seventh round pick out of NC State. Uh, his 47.6 yard average in 2019 was a school record. His career average for punts of 45.8. Fun fact, didn't know this before this morning, was ninth all time in NCAA history. So that's mm-hmm. something to hang our hats on real quick. And he also did kickoffs in there and he had 114 touchbacks on 198 kickoffs. That's stats via Larry Mayer over on ChicagoBears.com. Just want to give him some kudos for that because I knew he did kickoffs didn't know is pretty much that effective out of those two kicking specialists is there anything on your mind heading into camp to me it's like santos has earned so much of my confidence and respect it's like i feel like i don't have to kind of watch what he's up to this camp i just know come week one like he's gonna be money yeah no i think that's how most bears fans should be feeling about their kicker uh in 2022 especially cairo santos being being the guy the only part in the season where he kind of, I guess, had a funk was after the, the kick, the attempt, the impossible attempt against Pittsburgh, where it was a 60 plus yarder or whatever it ended up being in the win. It's like, that's that was never going to happen. Then he actually missed some kicks in the next consecutive weeks. But after that, Cairo Santos went to being the Cairo Santos that he was when that record's happening. So uh, you should feel good about him and what the Bears can do in the kicking game. That was just Trent Gill. I think it's just about being consistent with your punts, uh, not having any of those shanks or just not, you don't want to put your defense in a bad situation, right? Like that's going to be the biggest thing for me uh, for Trent and Gill and, you know, holding is going to be a part of his, his job as well. So just making sure that he gets that element down. But honestly, with with those two guys, you especially feel confident in Santos. And then, you know, with Trent and Gill, he, he's did a lot of good things in college. Can you bring that over to the NFL? It's a big thing. Son of a bitch. Like, you reminded me of this, though. Like, Santos's streak ended on that stupid idea to try that, that field goal that was never going to go in. Forgot yeah. that was the streak breaker. Like, it's just that's just Nagy being Nagy. And if you want to go back to a couple days ago and ask, like, who's a bigger clown? More evidence that Nagy was the clown. Like, why well, mess with the kicker's confidence like that? He had 40 kicks in a row he made. Like, hey, go try the 60-plus one. What an ass. And never, right. had a, never had a shot. And it just oh. was a stupid decision in itself. And why not try Justin? Justin Fields was hot that game. I feel way better with a Hail Mary attempt or something than doing something like that. <sighs> thanks, thanks for this. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> that rings a bell now. And uh, it's an unfortunate one of that. But, yeah, I, I like what you said about Gil and Santos. Again, it's these are very straightforward positions. It's like you got to be able to, you know, for a Gil, don't not kick your coverage and don't shank these punts and just do what you did in college and it'll transfer over. And uh, that's really about it. Holder, Pat scales coming back for his seventh season with the bears. Anything on Pat scales. That's camp preview worthy, Nick. Uh, just, just do your job. Long snapper. Do your, do your thing. Just keep doing your thing, Patrick. All right. Now take a seat and relax because I want to talk about kick and punt return real quick. And I'm going to give you the list of guys I identified that have experience at this job, either position, and I'll tell you the resumes real quick, and then you can tell me maybe a front runner or two that you have. 
All right. We got Khalil Herbert, 27 kick returns last year, averaged 24 yards per pop. Daz Newsom had six punt returns last year. Nasimba Webster, over 50 returns total as a pro. Bayless Jones Jr. had 140 returns in college, two touchdowns, second best punt return average in the in the nation last year. And it was his first season actually doing punt duties in addition to kickoffs. Tristan Ebner had 50 career returns in college, three touchdowns. Darrington Evans had 56 returns in college with a 26-yard average and 10 kickoff returns in the NFL with an average of about 22.3 yards. Chris Fink, he was a punt returner in Notre Dame with an 11.8 average. David Moore has 29 career returns in the NFL. Dante Pettis has 14 career returns in the NFL. And Byron Pringle had 25 kick returns last year and 35 in the last two seasons. Am I missing anyone? I don't think so, Will. That's a lot of people that's just me. <laughs> I guess really it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Now, obviously, Herbert is someone that did it in Chicago last year. So I feel mm-hmm. like he will have a very strong chance of taking some of these duties. But also, we talked about it earlier this week. We expect his role on offense to grow. So he, that may yeah. eat into it a bit. When it comes to either kick or punt or kick and or punt return, who do you like? It's I feel like they can really have a rotating door if they really wanted to, just with all of the talent and experience they have here. Yeah, it's going to be so interesting. I, I was trying to track that in OTAs and in minicamp to see who's even going back there, but it was like a fluctuating and rotating door uh, on any given day. Like There was uh, a couple of practices where Kyler Gordon was doing punt return duties. So I'm like, oh, you're going to throw him in the wrinkle now of all these guys that can potentially do this. If Dad Newsom is going to make this team and he's going to be a contributor wide receiver, uh, punt returner is going to be the, the area where he's focusing in on, can I you know, find my niche right here to make this team as a productive punt returner? Potentially. But if you're looking at what Khalil Herbert did last season, you know, I liked him as a kick returner. Like he very first play of the Bears season, was a Khalil mm-hmm. Herbert kickoff return, and he, he had a pretty decent return going down the left sideline. So uh, I think if you're the Bears, it's like if you're not going to give him as much touches on offense, you still want to see what he can do with the ball in his hands, right? So this is such an interesting battle because I think it's just going to be a bunch of guys, especially those bottom-end guys, really competing to see if they can be the punt returner, kick returner, gunner, whatever it may be. But – this is uh, definitely a battle. Like as we're there at training camp, well, I'm sure we're gonna be taking note. Oh, here are the list of like 20 guys that are lined up back here trying to be the kick returner, punt returner. But it's definitely gonna be interesting to watch. Like you have a 90 man roster, and like all right, yeah. half the team lines up, and they start fielding kicks and punts. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be something? But I look at Byron mm-hmm. Pringle, and I just don't expect it this season. I know he did it last year, but moving up to a wide receiver too, you want him fresh on offense. When I just look at this list, my eyes keep going back to Tristan Ebner. They, they really do mm-hmm. because he's someone that we talked about. Like he and Darrington Evans are going to be battling for that running back three spot on this roster. And if Ebner, again, only 50 career returns in college, but three of them, three return touchdowns, if he can even bring a fraction of that success here, that's his way of making this team right away, no questions asked. And that way you can allow Herbert to stay a little bit more fresh, entering those offensive drives if he is going to be carrying a little bit more of a workload than we saw last season. But that's where, I guess, just instinctually my eyes keep going on this list that I made. Uh, So I'm going to trust my gut and say that is right now one of my favorites. Yeah, no, if he, I don't see Tristan Ebner being a big part of this Bears offense this season initially, maybe later on in the year. But like if he's going to make like an impact there on special teams, might as well give him a shot, an opportunity to do so. Outside of returning, do you have like a burning question on special teams entering the season? I'm just trying to extend this for one more second before we get to the final portion of the show. Uh, I think um, with me, like, you know, we always see those core special teamers and, you know, DeAndre Houston Carson, even this season is going to be one of those core guys. It's like, who who else is going to be in the mix of that uh, in terms of being just a consistent person that you know is going to make either plays or always be available to do so um and one of the new guys that they brought in matthew adams the linebacker who's not going to play so much at the strong at the, as a sam linebacker man he 79.1 percent of the special team snaps for the colts last season was the most on the team like i know he's going to also be a part of that equation but 
seeing some of these other guys that can potentially make that third phase there again going back to where i don't know why i've used this so much when with you will niche can help them stay on a team and then just maybe even develop like a dhc did right because mm-hmm. that's where he started and now look where he's at being a quality backup as a safety i like it a lot yeah niche is going to be your new niche word i guess i guess so i, I need to stop but it just keeps coming up and everything i don't know niche Nicholas Moriano for the third straight day. Can't believe it. Yeah. All right. If, did you know that if you enjoy CHGO, that one way you can help us continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you making uh, going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and our team will be more than happy to help you out. And in case you missed it, online signup is now available in Illinois. You can actually download the PointsBet app right now, like this second, and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone, and it just takes a couple of minutes. I remember when I did it not that long ago. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, and it's easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in literal seconds. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Real quickly, Will, I, mm-hmm. I had one of our uh, listeners reach out to me a couple weeks ago, and his name is Randy, and he wanted me to share just some some information about an awesome fundraiser that will be happening on September 26th. Uh, the fundraiser is called Birdies for Babies, which is an annual golf outing, and the proceeds from the outing will actually go to families that have been going through IVF infertility treatment. Some of those treatments, you guys, can range up to $20,000 per attempt, so so anything helps. Um. And you can definitely go check out how you can contribute to this, to this amazing fundraiser. And you can do that by going to golfinvite.net forward slash BFB. There you'll see some of the information I shared and plenty more. Good stuff. I appreciate you sharing that one. Sounds like a really great event for a really good cause. And definitely check it out yeah. if you can. All right, Nick, time to make some season predictions, do some superlatives, all that fun stuff here. Justin Fields will begin with him over under so I, I was going to do the same line that, you know, CHGO bets did for Justin at the 300, uh, uh, 3,499 and a half passing yards for him this season. But again, ugh, oh, Luckman did it once at 38, 38, and then Cutler passed that number only three times. So I feel like that's just an outrageous bar in Chicago to set, you know, for Justin Fields in year two, even though three second year quarterbacks were able to throw for more yards than that last season. So I'm just going to drop the bar a little bit, and I'll okay. set it at 2,999.5. So pretty much can he throw for 3,000 yards or not? And I think he had roughly 1,800 passing yards last year. Obviously, it wasn't a full mm-hmm. season, but just for comparison's sake. But over-under on the 2,999.5 for Justin Fields. Passing. I'm go. I'm going over on that number. Will uh, I think? Yeah, some that that number that was set for points bet. It's a little too high for my liking. And again, all the things we talked about earlier in the episode. So I could see him going for three thousand one hundred yards passing, even in an offense that is your your one for him. So over. Good. I wanted to say over, hence why I dropped the bar. So I'm right around there with you. Just getting to that three thousand mark would be enough for me to see like, hey. He's growing, he's progressing, and mm-hmm. that's what we need. Like the trajectory is going up. He doesn't need to have a 3,500 yard season, a 4,000 yard season. I can't believe two second year quarterbacks last year and Herbert and Burrow had 5,000 passing yard season. Isn't that nuts? Well, I was like, I have, well, I have Justin Herbert's stats up here to my left. Uh, mm. And just in his rookie season, well, 4,336 yards, 31 touchdowns. Like, oh my God, what? That's, he's awesome. Justin Herbert yeah. is a good quarterback. That would have been number one in Bears history, his rookie season there of oh, the Chargers. Nuts. God, people would have been losing it. <laughs> yeah, I would have. I don't think I ever would have found it if that would have happened. Like, it would have just been gone. I would have lost everything. <laughs> yep. All right. 19 and a half passing touchdowns for Justin this year. Would you take the over on that one as well? 19 and a half. Well, man, passing touchdowns. He had seven last year in, what, 12 games as a as a starter? Um. Man, I'll go over 19 and a half. I'll give him that 20. Go give right. him 20 on the on the on the dot. The reason why I was gonna say over as well is the fact if he's throwing more than three thousand yards, you better hope 
that at least 20 of those passes end up for six. So I'm going to take the over, although I do know it will be, I think, a challenge with some of the you know, like learning a new offense. Some of these playmakers that we just don't know if we'll cut it from a talent level, like mm-hmm. it may be difficult to get those passing touchdowns total. Sure. Like with some of the rushing ones that you can bring in too as well, but I'll, I'll say over and continue the optimism and, you know, rum punch for the win. <laughs> All right. 449 and a half rushing yards for fields this year. He only, he had 420 last year. So I just barely nudged it up and I figured you know, 500 may have been an interesting mark too, but I, I didn't want to go to that extreme just yet. So 449.5, can he get over that on the ground? He can't get over that. I think a lot of his rushing yards, Will, were not really by design, right? It's more so he had to run because, again, the offensive line broke down. But I think there's going to be more of an emphasis designed runs that are not going to get him killed. So it makes sense. Um, I could see him going for 550 rushing yards around that 600 mark. But by again, not because there are going to be somewhere he has to, but design runs that where he's got a full baby, he's got a Kahari blasted game in front of him or whoever it might be. But I can see that happening for Justin Fields. I see a comment from Jamari asking when the Bears report to camp. That is early next week. They report Tuesday. So rookies will be will be there tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. then the Tuesday is report day where everybody's there. That'll be the 26th. And then a Wednesday training camp first practice officially begins. So it's right around the corner. (laughs) I can't believe it. I'm so excited. Uh, 0.5 return touchdowns for the Bears this year. This could be punt. This could be kick. Can they at least get one? Over under the 0.5. Man, returns are so tough nowadays. I know. Uh, I'll go over 0.5. Give me one at some point. I'll go over it. I'll say over as well. But I'm going to say there's two. And I'll even be okay. crazier and say that. Uh, actually, never mind. Pause. Uh, we'll do that later. Uh, 89.5% uh, field goal percentage for uh, Cairo Santos. Over under on do the you, 89.5. Do you, do you have the number of what he, he was at last year, Will, by any chance? Um, I definitely can pull that up if you want me to like dilly dally for a second, but it was close to high, it was high eighties. And remember like the season before it was like almost perfect. That's true. Nine, um, we're looking for like 90%, nine out of every 10 field goals. Can he hit it? Eberflus is not going to put him in stupid situations like Matt <laughs> yeah. Nagy did. So I'm going to go over uh night. I mean, I wonder what would put him in the top 10, but say like 92, 93%. Okay, he was at 93.8 in 2020, and then last last year dipped to 86.7. Stupid field goal in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I know. I know, ruins everything. But I'm going to say, unfortunately, I'll say under. I'll say he gets like 89% right there just to do something a little bit different. It's not the end of the world, and we'll go from there. But I'm not saying he's going to be terrible this year. Just want to make sure that's clear. All right, true or false, Justin Fields finishes in the top two for passing yards and passing touchdowns in his rookie class. Oh, top two. Um, passing touchdowns and passing yards, you said? Mm-hmm. So comparing to, like, Lawrence and, you know, Wilson and Lance Mac and Jones. all of Me? Not me, right? Oh, <laughs> Trevor that, Lawrence. Yes, you. Uh-huh. It's Lawrence. Yep. Uh, I'm going to say false because i think uh the touch i think the touchdown mark honestly will is going to be a little bit higher for some maybe honestly trevor lawrence or even a zach wilson there but yeah i'm going to say false on that one i mean even trey he had five passing touchdowns and it's like a handful of you know snaps last year a couple of games i think so yeah true you never and he's in a much you know an offense that has a little bit more playmakers around him too so we'll see uh exactly but yeah i think top two may be tough although you know, if Justin becomes the guy we want him to be, like eventually he'll have to start out playing some of these other dra- quarterbacks that were drafted in the same year as he was. How about this one? Justin Fields finishes as a top 15 quarterback in the league this year. True or false? The top 15, every looking maybe yard, but just, I guess, overall. I put, I put I'm yards, gonna, I'm gonna say score, so okay. everything, I guess. Like just a general top 15 guy, like in consensus or rankings. I'll say false. I think he's just outside of that. And that's not an indictment on him personally, but maybe just just what he's given this season, right? Just the situation he's in this season. So I'm going to say false. Top 18? I'll give him 18. 
All right. I, I could, yeah, I'll give him 18. I wanted to at least find it because I was hoping it wasn't past 20. I mean, 18 and 20 would, wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> fair, fair, fair point there. How about this one? This is a good one. True or false, at least five different bears will get a crack at returning kicks or punts this year combined. There's so many cable guys. True. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can see that, that happening. Same. So I went true as well. Uh, Trenton Gill. True or false? He ends up as the kickoff guy, leading Santos to just focus on field goals this season. Oh, uh, I mean, they did have him doing a little bit of that in the OTAs already, um, sparingly. But I'll I'll go false, and I again, I, I guess if you do that, it you know saves Cairo Santos. Remember what was the game where he got slammed or taken down? I don't even know if that was last year or even maybe two years ago. I know I'm not just making that up, but there was a play where Cairo Santos got just taken to the turf. Um, but I'm going to say false on that. I think Cairo Santos will handle the kicking. Okay, I'm going to say true. Maybe not week one, but I think at some point this season, Gil shows enough where they're like, let's save that leg of Santos a bit. You know, he's getting a little bit older. Allow him to just be that field goal specialist. And that's not a, a bad problem, you know, or a bad situation for him to be in whatsoever, too. And it's not a knock on him. It's just if Gil has a stronger leg in terms of like kickoffs and can give you more of those touchbacks and you don't have to send, you know, your kicker that is, I think, currently like the best kicker in franchise history over Robbie Gold in terms of like overall percentage in franchise history now. Like, why not allow him some of that extra focus time on field goals as well as just not putting himself in harm's way, as you just mentioned there, Nick, too. All right. And then the final true and false, and perhaps the biggest one of the bunch. True or false, after this season, Ryan Poles knows, believes that he has 100% his quarterback in Justin Fields. Uh, true. I, I think even this, regardless of like if he doesn't reach some of the numbers that we kind of, you know, set out here in these over unders, true or false questions, there's just something about Justin Fields that, you know, I trust just maybe it is that competitiveness and everything he does, but I, he does have everything you want out of a franchise quarterback. Well, and if it's not this year where you can see it all play out because of his situation, then 2023 is definitely going to be it. So true. Justin Fields is that guy and Ryan Poles and hopefully Bears fans will know that after this season concludes. I like it. I'm going true as well. I know they've said all the right things this offseason, but until they actually are allowing, like, get to play with him this year and coach him, they're not going to know. But by the end of the season, they should have a good understanding one way or the other. And like you, I'm leaning towards true that they will believe that he is the guy. And with all that cap space next year, all right, then they can aggressively start building this team around Justin to take those next steps and get this team back to being a competitive one in this league. All right, Nick, fill in the blank. When it's all said and done, Justin Fields' second season will be classified as blank. What's the right word here? As progress? Um, as a step, maybe a step forward in the right direction? Kind of filling it out with a couple of words there, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, again, kind of going to what I said earlier, regardless of what it maybe looks like at the end, like you saw the decision-making become better, more proficient at that. You saw his ability to throw the deep ball and hit Darnell Mooney in stride come to fruition throughout the season. His ability to go from one guy to the second guy in a, in a progression. So progress, everything that you want to see out of a quarterback in year two. I like it. I'm going to go with encouraging. What we'll see this mm -hmm. year is going to get instill a lot of confidence in myself as well as a lot of Bears fans, the coaching staff, the front office that, you know, Justin is the guy to build this team around. So I'm going to say encouraging is the way that I will look back at this season for Justin. Uh, one more fill in the blank. Blank will lead the Bears in total return yards. Who is it? I know we kind of said who's our front runners earlier, but we had to put it out there like to return yards, the leader will be. Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert will be the leading man in return yards. I know I said Ebner earlier, so I'll say something different. And I'm going to say Bayless Jones Jr. because he was so good at it in college. And he's not going to have a, I don't want to say sizable, because I expect his offensive role to still be decent. But he's not going to be, you know, wide receiver one, wide receiver two kind of look. So you can have him out there returning these kicks, potentially returning some punts as well to allow this playmaker additional opportunities to make some good happen. So I will say it'll be Bayless Jones Jr. when it's all 
said and done. All right, bold predictions. What's your QB bold prediction? Or I guess your Justin Fields bold prediction. I would hope so. It's focused on Justin. Man, I was going with Trevor Simeon. Damn it. I guess I'll say my one for Justin Fields. So last season, even given his rookie year and everything that happened, uh, according to PFF, Fields finished 13th in adjusted completion percentage. And what that is, that is the percent of aim passes thrown on target. 44.2%, which was tied with Josh Allen. So this whole idea where ESPN ranked him to lead the league in interceptions, maybe they're considering everything he had around him. I don't know. Justin Fields put the ball on target when he needed to. I think even despite everything he has now this season, he'll go from 13th to top eight in adjusted completion percentage um, and just be somebody that one can take advantage of the scheme that he's in and utilize his playmakers to the best of their ability. So I have that being my bold prediction for Justin Fields. And that's for the deep ball. I should preface that too. That's a big thing. This isn't like little pass. This is deep ball throwing. And he finished 13th last season tied with Josh Allen. Ooh, there you go. That that cla- that puts it in a little bit more context as well. But I like mm-hmm. that. If he can be a top eight quarterback with the deep ball, we're making some of those explosive plays. And I'm having a lot of fun along the way. Oh, yeah. I like it, though. That's like a will moment for you. Like That was a minute, I, yeah. like a, a real specific stat that you're able to kind of like find and use for a prediction. And uh, someone that likes numbers, I, I can appreciate it. I didn't do that for my prediction. I was a little bit more general, but there's numbers here. Uh, so my prediction is that we're going to see a 3,500 total yard and 25 touchdown season for Justin Fields. That's my bold prediction. You know, those aren't too outlandish compared to some of the predictions that we did earlier uh, when I set the over-unders because uh, this is total yards, not just passing or touchdown, same thing, both on the ground and through the air. So 25 TDs, 3,500 total yards for QB1 in his second year. My special teams bowl prediction, I almost gave it away accidentally earlier. I have two different Bears get a return touchdown this year, and I have Vela Jones Jr. and Khalil Herbert each getting mm. a touchdown uh, via the return game. Bayless on a punt and Herbert off of a kickoff. Nice. I like it. Seeing the return game get into make an impact in, in a football game. We would all like that. I have Cairo Santos only missing one field goal this season. At some point, maybe it's early on, and then he finishes off the streak just going consistently, doesn't miss any more field goals. Yeah, we said bold prediction, not what's going to happen. That's true. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> miss any. That's right. There you go. All right. I'll give you that that. one. All right. I'll give you that one. All right. Where's your confidence meter at QB? Man, like for me, this is so I'm I'm confident in Justin Fields. And then obviously factor in Trevor Simeon. I I, I honestly weigh them into the discussion. Well, to be completely honest, but this discussion has been about quarterback and that's Justin Fields with me and what he's going to do this season show in terms of progression. Might like a 7.7 for Justin and what he can do. And again, I preface that. I didn't factor in Trevor Simeon or Nathan Peterman in this equation. Just Fields himself and what I expect to see out of him in year two. Okay. I took the backup in, so I did take, not Peterman. Like I said, I don't expect him to be uh, on the active roster. Maybe he's a practice squad guy just to have another arm uh, around the building throughout the weeks. But for uh, Simeon and Fields, I actually said at a seven. Uh, you know, overall, I thought Simeon's a high-end backup. Uh, again, maybe not a super athletic one that you know gets you excited about. Like, oh, he's someone that I don't mind. He can take over, and we'll be okay. Like, he'll write the ship, but it, it won't be like the same level as Justin is in his offense. But I uh, respect, I think, his ability to be a good backup, and for him backing up Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I think that experience will mean a lot. And then, of course, as we said, we're both very confident uh, in Justin. We have been, and we continue to be so. And uh, that's A-OK with me. So I'm at a seven overall for quarterbacks, with Justin, of course, being a little bit over that, Simeon being a little bit less than that. Uh, For special teams, where are you sitting uh, with your confidence meter? Yeah, this, I mean, with this unit, I think it's going to be a tight ship under um, Hightower, the new special teams coordinator, with Eberflus, honestly. Third phase is going to be really important. Obviously, Cairo Santos is a kicker that you want on your football team, but everything encompassing that, at like a 8.8. Just feeling really good about special teams, what they're going to do, and all the possibilities at returner. Like, I think that's a good thing to have. Like, there are a lot of capable guys here. 
and the best one will be the punt returner and character returner. It might even, you know, fluctuate throughout the season. I like it. I'm only at an eight. It's not really, you know, it's not much lower than yours, and I'm not knocking really anything. It's just to me, until I know what their plan is at return, I just it's hard for me to have a bunch of confidence there. And then with Gil as a punter, I'm confident in his abilities. Even like I said, if he ends up handling kickoff duties, no problems there. But him being the new holder in the equation for Santos, right? Because he's been really good the last two years mm -hmm. with O'Donnell as his holder and Scales as the long snapper. And now you're throwing in, you know, something new into this recipe. Will it allow it to, you know, taste the same or will it change for the better or for the good? So we'll see. But those are the unknowns that are not allowing me to be, you know, 8.5 and 9 uh, with this overall, you know, unit for the Bears. All right. Any final thoughts? QB, special teams, countdown to camp in general, finishing it. So now we're over 600 and, you know, 70 bears or whatever the number was that we've discussed in the last seven years overall. And, uh, you know, another well done to you for uh, another summer in which we did countdown to camp. We did it in one week, Nick, and usually we did it over like two months. So it was a lot of work to be crammed in, a, not a lot of time. Yeah, and usually, you know, what we were doing that maybe like once or twice a week, whatever it was back then. But, hey, we were able to get through it. I think a lot of people learned about the current Bears on this roster. And now they're primed and ready for training camp next Wednesday, first Bears practice. If you're going down to Hallis Hall, uh, definitely hit us up. Let us know that you're going down there. We'll be, we'll be down there throughout the entirety of camp. So, yeah, feel free to reach out and enjoy your time there. If you need recommendations on food in the area, hit me up too. So, yeah, make an experience out of it, but you got we got through all these players, we're ready to go, and now we can finally talk about actual football that's happening in training camp. I'm so excited, Will. I'm very excited as well. Actually, I wanted to address one question that came in the comments a long time ago, and uh, so long ago I, I actually forgot about it. It's been a half hour already. Uh, Matt Sherry wanted to know, what does Fields need to do to pass Derek Rose as the jersey number one uh -huh. selection in Chicago? We already had the question about you know Michael Jordan, and we knew that bar was going to be extraordinarily high. And Derek Rose, a tremendous talent here in Chicago, hometown kid. When he was at the top of this game here, like Mike, he was like a god to me when I was uh, ending my high school run. And you can see this great graphic that we tweeted out yesterday that's caught some fire, as I shall say, with like almost 4,000, 5,000 favorites and just getting spread all over the media of all the best uh, players to wear each number one through 99 in Chicago history. You can see... There's a lot of navy blue on that one, which I think is pretty fitting too. Mm -hmm. But Nick, how can Justin take that top left square? Uh, I mean, doesn't he have to win MVP at some point? Will win Ooh. MVP and make the make the Bears a consistent in the playoffs and be a contender? Like when Rose was the MVP, they should have won the NBA championship that year had he not gotten hurt. Like I think Justin Fields would have to get in that discussion as being that dominant of a player at his position and have the Bears in contention just to make a run. Because Derrick Rose, I will always love Derrick Rose. I still have a Derrick Rose jersey in my closet here. Like, when he, whenever he was playing, I had to watch. And that was, I'm sure, for everybody. But for Justin Fields to take that, I think that's a step he would need to take. Be an MVP and make the Bears relevant again. You could do that then maybe you can get the number one sales jersey for number one in the city of Chicago. Yeah, I like that too. Hey! Look at that. Perfect. <laughs> I heard you say that you still have one. I'm like, I'm running over there right now to grab this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Lawrence with Love it. the D-Rose jersey. Uh, I was lucky enough to watch him uh, the 2011 playoffs in Indianapolis because Chicago wow. tickets were way too expensive. I was only mm -hmm. a senior in high school and I was working at Dairy Queen at the time. Didn't have enough money to go there. Drove down to Indy. Very last row in a whole stadium. Man, was it fun to watch him just shut them up. Like every time they thought they were going to get a run going, drains a shot, silence besides me banging on this back barricade. It was, uh, it was a good times. Yeah. It's awesome. I love D Rose. That's awesome. All yeah. right, I'm going to end the show, though, because Countdown to Camp's over, and camp is officially about to begin. They report tomorrow, the rookies do. So I think ending Countdown to Camp today is so fitting. I'm glad the schedule worked out the way it did. Good work to Nick, uh, helping me along the way throughout this preview, every single bear in this roster. Thanks, Lawrence, for another excellent day behind the scenes producing. I appreciate you, dude. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. Is that Sounds it? Are we done? good. Should I be hanging up on this thing? 
not yet. Not until I say no, the okay. tagline. People okay, need to yeah, know. People need to know that we would love reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't yet, we're trying to get to 800 before week one. We're sitting at 786. Yeah, you're doing the same thing I'm doing with my fingers, trying to just make all my points. But 786, we just need 14 more people to let us know their thoughts on Apple Podcasts. I'm out. Yeah, let's and go. If you're, and if you're a Spotify listener, feel free to leave a review there too, and we would equally appreciate that. But I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you enjoyed Countdown to Camp. If you missed any, go back in the feed. Learn up and brush up on all these bears before camp officially begins next week. Until then, have a great weekend. And of course, a bear down Chicago. That's the one.